From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Innovators radio show and podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned thought leaders, founders, and game changers committed to ideas, innovation, and entrepreneurship well executed. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggle, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes purpose-driven entrepreneurs and game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by executive producer of Stanford Athletics, Beyond the Champions, radio show, and principal of Podfather Media, Tom Dioro. Thank you, Tay. For our guest today, honored to welcome Major Williams, Pasadena resident running for governor of California in 2022. Major is a born leader with an entrepreneurial spirit. Born and raised in Dallas, Texas, Major grew up in a single-parent home with his mother and three sisters. At the age of 13, Major, I like this, unknowingly started his first business at 13, using a lawnmower, cutting grass for extra cash to buy food for him and his family. Throughout his life, his determination and intense focus on attaining goals and bettering communities have driven him to success in a multitude of industries. Feel free to find him on the web at majorforgovernor.com. Again, that's majorforgovernor.com. Dot com. Hello, Major. We're honored and really happy to have you on uh, the Un- Innovator Show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, for, uh, I thank you so much for having me on. Also, I'm 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 honored. As I said earlier, I'm just I'm excited about the journey. I'm excited about every time I get an opportunity to kind of share a little context about who I am and what we're trying to do in regards to restoring our state. So, thank you guys for having me on. It's a it's a pleasure. Now we start our show off. Uh, major as we talked about in the uh, waiting room or the digital waiting room nowadays is uh if you have a prayer a quote a mantra or an axiom that guy either guide you or that that means much to you in your in your personal and professional life we'd love to uh uh we know your audience would love to to hear sure well sometimes you know for me i I take it all the way back to high school uh throughout the course of my life i've had certain individuals that i that i call my angels that were placed in my life at key moments in my life that were impactful to me and one of these individuals is one of my high school coaches uh my senior high school coach uh his name was robert allen um and what he used to say he used to give us chance somewhat like an affirmation so i'm really strong with affirmations as well and it kind of gets me going whether i'm Uh, going into a meeting, whether I'm about to work out, whenever I'm about to compete or whatever. Uh, And it's be be tough, uh, be mean, be dedicated, hustle for your teammates, be somebody. And the fact in the way that he said that it resonated so much for a kid that's 16, 17 years old, you know, preparing to go out into the world, to be embedded with that type of affirmation and strength and courage kind of it's something I carry over today. So I can't even believe that I remember it still, but that's how impressionable that affirmation was for me, me even at the kid. So be tough, mean, dedicated, hustle for your teammate, be somebody. And another thing with my sons, you know, if you get a chance to ever meet them, ask them, tell me five things you know about yourself. And they're going to tell you I'm smart, I'm loved, I'm special, I'm strong, and I'm powerful. Right. And, and so I kind of like put that on my sons as well, too. So I, I use things like that, certain different affirmations. But that's one in particular that kind of stands out. Excellent. Excellent. Now, Major, before we started as well, we talked about what I want to start. And it goes back to this is is your faith, because obviously there's this tremendous amount of faith and belief and, 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 a, and, a, and a positivity about you. 
what does the, your faith mean to you, and how does it translate and, and work in your personal and professional life? Well, I've been connected to the church for a very long time. I've been connected to my faith a very long time, you know, since going to church with my grandparents. Um, and so it's always been a, a part of who I, who I am, uh, who I was, and also who I am currently today. Um, and I'm a very genuine person when it comes to that. Like, I know no other way. It has to have a, uh, a foundation of God in all that you do to, re to receive the, to achieve the results that you're looking for. So I've, um, and so it, even, you know, in this political, uh, field, there's no, there's no difference. And so it means everything to me. No difference. As I said, prayer is a strong, uh, tool that I use to be successful. And also I've seen the examples of what it can do, having faith and, and prayer and being in your Bible. Uh, I've seen the results. I've seen the results when you step back also, you know, when I was 18 years old, I felt like I was grown. I was tired of going to church every single day. And I went off to college. I said, you know what? I'm going to just take a break, right? And all the way up in my 20s, you know, um, you know, my life was a roller coaster. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was like, because you walked away from your foundation. And once I was able to get back into that, um, to that understanding of that and being a born-again Christian and rededicating myself to my faith, my goodness, I see God just work miracles after miracles after miracles. And so there's no way I can ever turn my back on that or even professing and talking about what I represent, uh, which is my faith. Now, how it, obviously, uh, it, you're setting an example up for your, for your immediate family. That example, have you considered that being that example to, in this case, running for governor for an entire state, for people to realign themselves in a, in a position of faith? And, and a God-based belief system. How important is that, do you think, for this, the, the entire state, we're talking California here, to actually kind of realign with that? I think it's hugely important for a variety of reasons. One of those reasons is that right now, universally here in California, our morale is so low. And so at any point where your morale is low, you know, that's when people are looking for, uh, you know, opportunities or they're looking for something to lean on, something that can help them. And so for me coming in and, and just giving them that, that friendly reminder, like we do have help or there is a direction that you can go to get fulfilled and, and, and to change things around. But also someone speaking from a leadership perspective or a leadership role saying, hey, it really is about mindset. You choose what your what your reaction is to everything that's going on in this world. But if you connect those things together be be between having a strong mindset and understand it's your decision on how you react to the things that's happening right now in our state and, and also in our country and across the world, but also lock into that uh, to that tool, should I say, which is your faith and your prayer, you'll start to see your, your outlook on things uh, look a, a lot better and then it's one foot in front of the next. And I think it's important that leadership starts to talk to everyone, especially here in California, in that manner and kind of change the paradigm and the narrative because right now we're dealing with leadership that's more so about selling us and, and, and uh, you know, propping up fear versus wellness. Now, we can acknowledge that everything that's going on, but also work simultaneously to talk about what we can do to empower each other and move past this crisis or these issues together. If we go to uh, the youth, or f focus on the youth for, for, for a moment here, is how have you seen the example with youth in your interaction with them? I've seen, obviously, on your website, some of the kids, and the, the, I can see they have a, a real warm smile to you. How important is 
positively affecting the youth of our state to having a better state in the future? Well, I think I come with a really good story, right? I'm a kid from the projects. Uh, I've worked myself up. I've made bad decisions, no different than they probably have made. You know, I've made good decisions. I was able to learn from those good decisions and build myself up. Uh, I stepped away from my faith at one point and got reconnected back. So I have a good story that resonates and connect with the youth that's out there right now. And I think that's why they're kind of gravitating to us in our, in our campaign. In addition to that, you know, working in the nonprofit sector for over 15 years, working with youth, I have an affinity for them and I know how to communicate with them as well. Um, and that's one of the things that has helped us draw, but also great genes in DNA because they think I look like them, right? <laughs> and once they find out I'm 20 years older than they're like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Uh, but I think all those elements help and, and, and play into why so many young people are texting me every day saying I'm 16, but by the time 2022 gets here, I'll be able to vote for you and you'll be the very first person I vote for. How can I volunteer for your campaign? And it's, it's been a magical thing that's happening with our young people. And I'm glad that they're inspired and thinking about running for offices or just being a part of their own nonprofit and trying to figure out how they can add value to their communities or to their cities or even, or even you know, to our state. And that's because they're seeing things that we're doing just from a political campaign perspective. They're getting ignited and excited. And if I'm doing that, I'm, I feel like I'm doing, doing, doing my job. Going back to sports, I have a, I have a belief, uh, opinion, a strong opinion that, that sports, competitive sports, especially from high school to college, even professional, translates, it can translate very well into a business political arena. How, how would you... Uh, respond to that uh it's an opinion of course but uh no I, I think there's a lot of correlation when it comes to that because i'm a very competitive person oftentimes people ask me like why would you get into politics i said that's kind of like asking a boxer you know why would you box well i, I don't mind getting hit and i also like to hit back <laughs> right and so that's one of the analogies i use like i just really enjoy this whole process and that going back to your high school coach, that competitive, I don't recall the, the, the points, though. Yeah. And during the sports teaches you a life lesson, right? It's hard work. It's consistency. You learn from your mistakes and you can apply those things to your business and also to your adult life as well. So it is a game of life, so to speak. And sometimes people look at it as like a hobby or maybe you're just wasting your time dribbling that ball or going to catch a football or whatever. But there are principles that are in place tangible principles and tools in those sports that you can take and apply to any business or even in just your life, like brotherhood, you know, loyalty, and just paying attention to detail like you were paid, paid attention to detail with your small business or working with a huge company, being on time, being responsible, right? And uh, just taking, uh, taking full accountability for your production to your sport to your team, to your life, to your business, etc. So uh, I'm a strong um, uh, advocate when it comes to uh, the comparison of uh, sports and real life having a, a unique bond. Excellent. You're listening to the Innovators Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Major Williams, running for governor of California in 2022. For more uh, information, feel free to visit its website of Major for governor.com again that's major for governor.com major are there uh, i'm sure there are a number of projects but there are there uh, one or two that you can uh, you're at liberty to share with us that you're working on as we speak 
projects politically or just in general? In general, we want your audience to hear who you are. <laughs> yeah, so in general, I am the founder of Major Kicks for Kids, which is my nonprofit. I, like I said, I've been a part of the nonprofit sector for over 15 years. Over four years ago, I decided to launch and become a founder of a nonprofit myself. It's called Major Kicks for Kids. And the premise of it is, is that we give away over a thousand pair of shoes every single year to low income and academically excelling youth. But I always tell people that's just the icing. The undertone layers is really of us being able to connect with them and ask them the key questions about what is it that they want to accomplish and what is it that they want to do with themselves and us being the adults and the mentors. Now we now we have a unique opportunity to help bridge that gap and be a resource and ally to help them accomplish some of the aspirations that they have. And one of the main reasons I did this is because I wish at certain points in my life, individuals like myself and the other mentors that I work with uh, would have been available to me to offer uh, that kind of advice and tell me, uh, you know, credit is important, right? Or this is how, what a business plan looks like. And this, this is the decisions that I made, or even just share stories of their, uh, of their mistakes, so to speak, so I can relate to that and not make those same mistakes, so to speak. So uh, that's the premise of it. Uh, so that's that's high on my priority list, major kicks for kids, because we can do so much good with that as well. And so uh, really happy and excited about uh, that particular profit and non- uh, nonprofit, so to speak. The uh, the morale, you talked earlier about the morale and, and uh, how important it is for people to have a real sense of hope, a plan, and uh, a positivity about their present and their future. What is it that, uh, why do you, why does that matter so much to you? I mean, you could just kind of feel it in everything you're doing that, that that's uh, like your real focus and your ascendant. Well, it's because I, I'm living my story. The things that I'm sharing with people are things that I had to psychologically pour into myself over 12 years ago. 12 years ago, I was in a different place in my life, in my mindset, and I had to reevaluate who I was and where I wanted to be in life and the type of person I want to be for my kids and also for my wife. And so I took a real hard, uh, hard look on how I was going to do that and how I was able to get myself out of that rut. It, it began with mindset. If you understand uh, that uh, it's no one else's fault why you're not where you're supposed to be in the world. It's no one else's fault. You know, you have to take full accountability for your actions, decisions, the places you put your, the bad positions that you put yourself in, and then start doing the work. Uh, we know that the average American reads 0.5 books a year. And I learned from a study that if one person reads uh, five books on one subject, they are now the professional. They can actually get paid for their knowledge because we lack the ability to uh, continuously educate ourselves. We think once we graduate or leave high school or college, like it's over. So I learned to you know, always be a student. Although I'm a, I consider myself a leader and I am in certain certain. Um, uh, certain uh, sections that I work at, uh, but I always pride myself more than anything in being a student. And so morale is important. Uh, uh, mindset is important. And the reason why I talk about that so much is because um, people are not receiving that information. And if I can be an effective messenger based upon my story, based upon the true data statistics that exist, then I'm going to be able to help thousands and thousands, if not millions of people, kind of turn it around, so to speak. And I'm not like a savior or anything of that nature. I just want to add value. And I think understanding what your mindset should be and also uh, pushing for people to be empowered and trying to attempt to boost everyone's morale 
is the right thing to do, especially from a leadership perspective, um, being governor, the next governor of California? This is a, a broad question, and answer it however you like. But uh, if you if you had a a vision or uh, visions of looking ahead at say twenty twenty four twenty twenty five of being governor and looking looking back, how does the state look to you? I mean, that's a really broad question. I know, so so it's not like a right or wrong answer. It's just I'm curious to find out how does the state look with you as governor of the state of California to you two years into your uh, term? I believe it's going to be in a very great place because a lot of elements are going to take place. First of all, there's going to be excitement around uh, the first black governor ever of California. Uh, someone that's young, new and new ideals, someone that's not a career politician, someone who has a story that's more relatable to the universe, uh, to the universal uh, demographic here in our state, but also someone who comes from a, a, a small business entrepreneur background. That means that I know how to figure things out. I come with the imagination and creativity. So an administration with me in office over two years is going to show true collaboration. There are going to be stories of people saying, hey, I had some insight or input on that particular project, on that particular bill or piece of legislation. Why? Because I'm going to govern from a collaborative partnership perspective. Uh, people are going to be able to see me. People are going to be able to have experiences and we're going to create moments together. No, and those things don't exist right now. And so two years later, people are going to be champion for what we're doing and be willing to give me a shot for the next time I run so I can do it the next four years moving forward. But we will change, uh, change the trajectory of where we are now and we will restore our state. And the key elements is making sure that we are business friendly, making sure that we look at homelessness like a service versus a business, and making sure that we tackle all the key issues with our farming communities and also dealing with crime and amending some of the police, police reform uh, with our communities and getting that relationship back restored as well. And uh, just really uh, tightening up on our budget and our wasteful spending as well. And so all those elements plan uh, will be in the favor of me having a, a great first years looking back, first two years and look, looking back. That collaborative uh, collaborative partnership. Can you explain a little bit more what that means to you and and us as uh, citizens? So it, it basically means your opinion counts, right? I've, I've been able to travel up and down the coast, and people are saying they're going unheard. Any success I've had in my life that I deem success at this particular point has come from a collaborative effort. So my governing, my governing style would be as such. Although I will have a cabinet, I will have access and resources to certain professionals that have strength in those certain areas. But I also want to reach out to the barber. I also want to reach out to the person that's a doctor. I want to reach out to the person who uh, runs a landscaping company because you'll be surprised of how so many people have great insight that may be that final piece of the puzzle that we as professionals, so to speak, or political candidates um, might didn't look at it from that perspective, right? And so if we are in a place where we're continuing to call California's issues complex issues, at some point we have to do something different. So it's important that we not only you, you utilize our cabinet and the, the resources that we have, but we also have to take the next step and, and talk to the actual people. No different like with the farming community. They have a lot of great ideas on how we can create legislation that's going to be beneficial for everyone versus them, the, them only being the ones that's pigeonholed and taking all the hit from everything that's happening right now with legislation and the lack of water. 
with our farming community. So that's what I mean by that. Uh, you know, I believe in partnerships. I believe in collaborating. I believe in brainstorm sessions and then just capturing that because if people see leadership willing to do that in your own clusters in your community, it's going to permeate and it's going to create a different culture where everyone is going to be like, this is the thing to do. This is not about just my decision or me taking all the credit. And I think it comes down to that. I don't care who gets the credit. Let's just go and add value to the state because we have work to do. We have to restore our state. The, uh, it sounds like you're looking to build a team uh, not too dissimilar from a sport team and to have the, the best all-stars in each industry and in each facet as you can. Is that, is that correct? Absolutely. So basically calling me a governor slash general manager, right? So I want to put I want to put all of this together because, you know, California has some of the best and brightest. And I don't think we're fully utilizing them to their full capacity. And I want to be the person to come in champion to make that happen. And, and if we do and if we do go that route, uh, we're going to see massive change really fast. There's no magic wand. We do deal in reality, but you're going to see steps taken like never before and leaps and bounds like never before in two years uh, versus the last eight years uh, or 10 years that we've been experiencing here in California. That's excellent. This is the uh, Innovators Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Major Williams running for governor of California in 2022. For more information, Visit the website at majorforgovernor.com. Again, majorforgovernor.com. Go back to that, you know, building a cabinet and and a a group with you. Do you, I mean, you don't have to share, of course, any names, but do you have in mind who people that you think would really add to that value to the state of California and the planet even? Well, I, I do have a few people in mind, and it's 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 kind of early in the process, and I'm uh, you know talking to different individuals that I would like to be a part of a task force, or even the actual administration once we are at that particular place. But at this point, a lot of people are coming on board in support of just adding uh, just adding value from an informational standpoint to make sure that I'm prepared. Uh, to make sure I know all the nuances of uh, what's going on in certain uh, industries here in our state as well. But we haven't quite got to an actual list uh, to like really run off of names, but we are very proactive in getting those conversations out the way with those key individuals. So when that time comes, uh, we'll be able to kind of like join forces and collaborate and, and uh, do some great things here in California. Circle back to that change of paradigm with the youth. Can you share a bit how that can, that change can happen, and uh, yeah, share with us, please. Well, I, I just I think it just it, it's simplified in the sense that I'm 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 going to be in front of them. I'm going to be a part of what they're doing. I'm going to be supportive of what they're doing. So for the entrepreneurs, for the kids that are playing sports, for the kids that want to go to college, for the kids who want to go to trade school, they're going to have for the first time someone that's boldly and outspoken about supporting them and helping them get to those uh, to those places that they want to get in their lives. Um, I just think it comes from interaction. You know, people see me on social media. Uh, they're reaching out. I'm following back up, reaching back out with them. Uh, I just I just represent a different kind of um, interaction than other candidates have in the past. And the beautiful thing about what I represent is that I didn't have to create myself. 
this is exactly who I am. Like, you know, I've been a part of this journey indirectly. This is just me officially being a part of politics at a full capacity, an official capacity as a candidate. But I've been doing this for over 20 years in regards to networking, reaching out, knowing how to effectively engage, just, just from having a marketing background as well. Uh, and I think, like I said, uh, where we are as a society in general, I think that we're just open for a different brand of leadership. People want to see people who look like them. For so long, we've had a certain type of individual over and over again governing over, governing over us. And so what we've all figured out, which is what I always say, we now are acknowledging that we are unified in the F word, and the F word is frustration. And because of that frustration, it's my job and duty as a candidate to make sure that I educate and identify what's going on. Doing the exact same thing over and over again and getting the same results is called insanity, right? So here's your alternative, right? So if you are frustrated, here's your alternative. I tell people, if I don't, even, if I don't know everything that you feel like I should know, that you feel like an older gentleman with white hair or something would have, well, just know that I'm going to hire that individual. <laughs> that would be a part of my cabinet, right? But I'm the figurehead to change the culture and someone who can actually win an election here in California. And that's the, that's the message. It's about actually winning so we can get these things done. It's not about who gets the credit. This is a winnable campaign. And I, and I think the, the young people are, are, are seeing that. Um, they like that I wear kicks, you know, tennis shoes with my suits. And but once more, it's not something that I'm doing to like resonate with them. This is my style. This is just like what I do on a daily basis. And I just think that that authenticity is uh, resonating with them uh, very well. Major, is there uh, anything that you, you would like to further share uh, for your audience today that we may not have touched on? Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that I want everyone to be aware of as a voter, we have to evolve and we have to mature. As I said a minute ago, doing the exact same thing over and over again and expecting different results, um, we have to get past that uh, traditional mindset on what qualified looks like, where qualified comes from, uh, because we are in different times. There are probably is an 18-year-old somewhere out there richer than all of us, right? Because times are different. Being able to educate yourself is different. I don't have to go to Harvard to be edu just as educated or more successful than someone who went to Harvard at right now. And that's the time that we're living in. And so one of the main things that I just want to make sure I share with everyone is that, hey, um, knowing what my platform is is good. Asking questions is all good. But start offering solutions. You know, I know that you have issues in your community or in your state or your region, start offering solutions because you're working with someone now and that's an actual collaborator. I want to take those. I want to utilize those because I'm not running a campaign saying I know every nook and cranny about everything, right? I'm saying that I know a lot. I've been successful in my own personal life, in my opinion, uh, but I, I want your input because it's not my campaign. It's our campaign. And if this is going to happen, it won't be because of me. It'll be because of all of us collectively working together pushing for a different brand of leadership because we are unified in frustration. And as I always say, uh, it is time to think major about the future of California. <laughs> well stated. Love this. Major, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure uh, having you on the show. I hope you consider coming back on uh, in the near future. Absolutely. Sign me up. I'll come back anytime. Oh, thank you very much, Major. It's, it's a pleasure again. This is the Innovators Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We've been talking today with Major Williams, running for governor 
The state of California in 2022, Major's a born leader with an entrepreneurial spirit. He's a strong advocate for 2A rights, school choice, solutions for homelessness, reducing our gas tax, low property tax, and he is against mandatory vaccines. Throughout his life, his determination and intense focus on attaining goals and bettering communities have driven him to success in a multitude of industries. Join us again next time when we welcome another mission-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, or game changer committed to smart ideas, innovation, and entrepreneurship well executed. I'm Tom Dero. The Innovators radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Stanford, California, and on location. The audio engineer is Eris Chikopoulos and chief engineer Mark Lawrence. And the executive producer of The Innovators is Tom Dioro. <laughs>